This edition of Chemline is sponsored by Situation Hub. When your situation becomes a crisis, Situation Hub is the only software in the world that can write a perfect news release in under three minutes. Situation Hub helps NACD members perfect their responsible distribution communications with the media, your employees, and your community. Protect your revenue, reputation, and brand with Situation Hub. Learn more and get special NACD pricing at situationhub.com. Welcome to Chemline, inside the chemical distribution industry. I'm your host, Eric Beyer. Each episode, we will take on topics that you need to know as they relate to the chemical distribution industry and how they could affect your business and even your everyday life. Chemicals play an important role in modern civilization. Tune in to dig into the hindrances and helpers ensuring chemicals are distributed safely and efficiently wherever they might be needed. Let's get to today's story. Welcome to Chemline. I'm Eric Beyer, President and CEO of the National Association of Chemical Distributors, also known as NACD. If you joined us for our last episode, we revealed the sobering little known facts of how the chemicals we rely on can become weaponized in the wrong hands. This week, we're going back in time to the spring of 2021 to show you just how real this threat can be to the chemical distribution industry. In the early spring of 2021, NACD was alerted that a chemical company fell victim to an ongoing fraud scheme targeting chemical companies to acquire toxic industrial chemicals. If you don't already know, Toxic industrial chemicals, or TICs, have a variety of important uses, including textiles, plastics, fertilizers, paper, foods, pesticides, and more. For example, chlorine is one of the most common TICs, which, as we mentioned in our last episode, is crucial for clean drinking water. Unfortunately, in the wrong hands, chlorine has also been known to cause asthma, lung damage, and fatalities in extreme circumstances. The company told NACD that the fraudulent entity posed as a known customer with whom they had done business with in the past. Since the company had products readily available, they began to fulfill the order. That was until they noticed the shipping address was a very unusual location. With suspicions rising, the company reached out to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, better known as CISA, and NACD. As part of NACD's due diligence, we quickly informed our membership about the potential for bad actors to pose as known customers and ask that membership act with hypervigilance. Additionally, we requested that members inform the association of any similar fraud schemes they had encountered. We had hoped this was an isolated incident, but multiple emails came in, making it obvious that this was becoming an industry-wide problem. Immediately, our regulatory team partnered with CISA and the FBI to take charge. Here is Jennifer Gibson, NACD's Vice President of Regulatory Affairs, to tell us more. When we learned about these these attacks, uh, th- these fraudulent activities, we uh, were very concerned. Some of the cases at the beginning, the chemicals actually involved uh, toxic inhalation chemicals, which was so we had concerns that these perpetrators would want to do something uh, very bad with these chemicals, which fortunately didn't turn out to be the case. The overall concern was that uh, our members we're losing lots and lots of money if the fraudsters got away with this. We were some of the cases were in six figures worth of product, which is a real concern, especially in a challenging economy. So, what was the scope of these cyber attacks? 
CISA believes the threats are still evolving, but not in the ways you might think. Here is Kelly Murray, Associate Director for Chemical Security at CISA, to weigh in. I think it's a bit of a misperception that in the cyber realm, there are a bunch of new techniques that are out there. Uh, The evolutions that we are seeing aren't necessarily about the new techniques, but rather about the interest and the execution of the cyber attacks. And so we're seeing that adversaries are becoming smarter in how they execute their cyber attacks. They're becoming more organized as they see successful attacks, and then they are increasing those numbers of attacks and incidents. So it's more about the the dedication to the current techniques and folks realizing how they can do those more effectively. The biggest challenges that we're seeing when it comes to chemical security and cyber incidents Of course, ransomware, this hit the limelight in the Colonial Pipeline incident in 2021, but it definitely continues to be one of the most visible cybersecurity risks playing out across both private industry and government networks right now. We're also seeing continued challenges with securing industrial control systems. These ICS systems, Oftentimes, we're off the network, we're off the grid, we're being utilized in a very low-risk way. And as they are getting more and more automated and requiring more access, that is a security challenge to make sure that we are keeping these security elements as part of these systems. Nation-state actors, definitely another risk area for us, knowing those foreign governments are targeting private entities. Phishing and spear phishing, which is becoming increasingly sophisticated and more difficult to detect. I know we do training on our computers all the time, trying to get folks to click on links and they are getting quite creative there. And then of course, supply chain challenges as we are seeing that spike in fraudulent orders and purchases is definitely another aspect of the cyber concern. After becoming aware that multiple member companies had experienced similar fraud attempts, it became abundantly clear that we had to do what it took to stop the bleeding. So how did NACD respond to the attacks? It was time to turn to the experts. We knew this was a job for the FBI. Here is Jennifer again with more. We reached out to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and they were very, very helpful. We gathered as much information as we could from our members, and they were very open in telling us what happened. And so we collected that information. We also connected them with our contacts at the FBI, who talked to them and gathered more information. We uh, worked with both the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, We sent out during this time period several um, special alerts to our members to uh, make them aware that these activities were going on. They really noted things to look out for, such as incorrect domain names for websites and email addresses and purchase orders, differing addresses for the party's business address and the shipping address that they would include on their purchase order, things like poorly written email communications uh, with grammatical errors, suspicious, like really insistent behavior on the phone, and just kind of unusual large orders really good tips they provided for us. Jennifer and her team talked to our members and gathered information to compile a list of tactics the fraudsters used and develop bulletins which they shared with the FBI and CISA. But we soon realized that in order to prevent future attacks, we needed to understand the attacks better. 
To delve into how hackers are executing these attacks, here is Jerry Caponera, General Manager of Cyber Risk Product at ThreatConnect. Back in 2016, hackers actually infiltrated a control system at a water plant. And I found this fascinating because when I was, I remembered reading about this and I looked at this and thankfully they didn't do anything malicious, right? This was just a hacktivist. They stole some data. Yeah, that's bad. But they had actually changed some of the chemicals. They had changed some of the levels of chemicals in treatments for treating water. Why is that bad? Um, that's actually really bad. When I was, you know, years and years ago, we had heard of a possible attack against a medicine maker where they changed the levels of, of chemicals in in your aspirin or Tylenol or whatever it was. And so you see these two instances where we're, we're talking about changing the chemical makeup of either medicine or God forbid water. Hello, we're like 90% water. We've got to drink eight liters of water a day. You know, we have to drink water and everybody says drink water. All That's huge what that impact would be. Can you imagine if all of a sudden we didn't have water or the water that we had was infected and we couldn't use it. Like that's just absolutely terrible. It really is. Luckily, NACD already has guidance in place to help chemical distributors avoid situations like these through execution of responsible distribution, which is our environmental, health, safety, and security program that allows members to demonstrate their commitment to continuous performance improvement in every phase of chemical handling, transportation, and more. According to Caroline Brooks, NACD's Director of Responsible Distribution, here's how responsible distribution can help in heading fraud off of the pass. Security measures have always been an integral part of NACD responsible distribution. The standalone security code, now code eight under Responsible Distribution 2023, provides the framework for companies to recognize security threats, implement security practices to protect physical and cyber assets, and respond to threats and incidents accordingly. Companies must recognize the importance of protecting their information and business systems from cybersecurity threats and implement sound security management systems. The implementation of these management systems is then routinely verified by third parties during the verification process. So, did we crack the code on bad actors in the industry? With the development of agencies like CISA, we have started to make a real difference. Turning to them sounds like a no-brainer, right? Well, you'd be surprised. What we found was we really needed a smart set of regulations to help guide NACD members through how to perfect their security as chemical facilities. What we really needed was CFATs, but that's next time on Chemline. Thank you for tuning in to Chemline. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on social media at, at the National Association of Chemical Distributors on LinkedIn, and at NACD underscore RD on Twitter. Don't hesitate to reach out to us with story ideas, questions, or concerns. We can be reached at communications at NACD.com. For now, we'll catch you on the next episode of Chemline.